401 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. Uh, today's topic is going to be Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. I am very excited to talk about this game. Me and Corey briefly touched on it last week in uh, episode 400, part 2. Uh, but we'll give more complete thoughts at this point because I know we've both played it quite a bit more. Uh, and Will joined us because Will played some Sekiro, which I'm also sure very, very excited about. Will's not necessarily a fan of the Soulsborne type games. So. Hate him. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it'll be interesting to have his perspective. Uh, on on Sekiro, which is uh, quite a bit different, actually, from from the Soulsborne games, at least as far as how it plays. Um, does anyone have anything they want to tease for later on in the episode? I mean, I played some older games, like I played Far Cry Five and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. But other than that, I mean, I probably won't talk too much about them. Corey, anything? No, I don't have anything new. Okay. I don't have anything new either, just mostly Sekiro. I think I played a little bit of Super Mario Brothers uh, Wii Deluxe because I beat, had beaten Starlink last week. So uh, I'm still trying to decide what I want my next Switch game to be. Haven't haven't uh, haven't figured that out quite yet. So Final Fantasy Seven. I've thought about it. I've thought about Gris. it. I thought about Gris too. Uh, the problem with Gris is I'll probably finish that in like a day. So anyway. Uh, Sekiro. So Sekiro is obviously from Software's uh, newest game. It's different, or it's the same, but it's different from the previous yeah. games. The Demon Souls, Dark Souls, Bloodborne games. Um, I'm, we're going to start with Will, actually, because uh, Will can talk a little bit about, first of all, why why the Souls and uh, uh, Bloodborne games don't really appeal to you, uh, but also like what made you decide to play Sekiro, and what do you think of it so far? Uh, so why I don't like the Souls games is I don't think they're fun to play at all. Um, all it is is just, like, you get to an enemy, you roll around a bunch, maybe attack. Sometimes you find jank just to kill them. Just boring, and, like, I don't think you progress fast enough, and all those sort of things. I don't enjoy playing them. I played Dark Souls 1 a little bit. That was alright. Um, but it wasn't for me. And then Bloodborne... I liked more, but I thought the beginning of the ge- that game was kind of a little too tough for me to get into. Uh, and you don't know what anything is or does, and it's just like, it's not my type of game. Mm-hmm. For as to why I played Sekiro, is I was trying to get Eric to split the Division 2, um, and he wanted Sekiro more. So I was like, alright, I'll get Sekiro mm-hmm. with you. So we went in on it, and that's why I played it. Okay. I got it, I guess. Um, so, so, how far did you get? Uh, I've played maybe three hours. I'm kind of just going back and forth between the two areas, right? That you get right off the bat. Okay, so you, you play it like I do, and you kind of once you get stuck a little bit, you bounce back to the other area and try to progress there. Well, yeah, when I got to that chained ogre or whatever it is, they mentioned having to find fire, and okay. I was like, well, okay, so fire's here somewhere. I just got to figure out how to get it. I figured it was a prosthetic. Um, for the the new thing in this game is the main character's arm gets cut off within the first like twenty minutes of the game, and the whoever it is just gives him a prosthetic arm, uh-huh. uh, which you can put in a ton of different attachments on it, and one of them I guess is a fire item or something or other than other. I don't know what it is exactly, 
because I haven't gotten it, but that's what I'm looking for right now. And I think it's in the Harada Estate, I think is the name of the area. Yeah. I think it might be there. I don't know. I, th- I think it's there, too. Okay, so that's where I am right now. I've spent more time in Harada trying to figure it out. But, yeah, so that's where I've... So I've played maybe three, four hours. All right. Just kind of... What, what do you think so far? Because, the, I mean, I guess the similarity between the Soulsborne games and Sekiro would be uh, the difficulty, the enemy pacing is is, is similar. Um, but other than that, it plays completely differently than, than a Dark Souls Bloodborne game. So I actually really like it. Okay. So far. Uh-huh. Um I think the the mob enemies that you fight are actually pretty easy. I don't have too much difficulty fighting on fighting them, really. Um, I die by dumb things a lot of the time. It's just like me not knowing the archers have unlimited ammo or like I think I'm gonna be able to dodge this attack, but they attack quicker than I expected. So it's stuff like that that I die by. But it's, like, nothing too major. Like, I haven't been tripped up on mobs. It's the boss fights that hang me up. Whenever there's a mini boss or a boss fight, I just get spanked repeatedly mm-hmm. uh, until I get through it. But overall, like, I think the world is really fascinating. I think it's a really beautiful-looking game. Um, been really impressed with the areas that I've been into, uh, Only, albeit it's only been two. Uh, but they look really cool in the grappling hook is awesome because now like i can evade attacks easier if i need to i can just grapple my way out of there um so yeah i'm actually really having fun with the game i don't know longevity how long it's gonna be played by me because it is really hard um and i saw somebody say like he got to the final boss and he's been fighting it for five hours and doesn't think he'll ever beat it oh no don't (laughs) tell me that so i'm like well okay I don't know if I'm ever going to get to that point. If that guy who's played all of the other Souls games beat and beat them can't beat this boss. But I will say that you guys, I think, might be at a little bit of a disadvantage playing the other Souls games compared to me. I actually wanted to talk about that. That's a very important point, but go ahead. So, yeah, my thought process to this is I don't have any of those habits built up that you guys have from Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, Bloodborne. I don't think we any of us play Demon Souls all the way through. So, like, that game, it's, like, a lot slower. You got to dodge a lot more. Um, you roll around, evade, learn the enemy movements. Here, you can just jump right on in and attack, like, crazy and kill something. Uh, it's also more, like, a quick time event sometimes with some of the, the parrying that you got to do. Um, and, like, that's more my style of game. I'm more of a hack and slash kind of player. And this game is closer to that than the other Souls games at least in my opinion, and from what I've found. So I think I have a little bit of an advantage being able to play it, as opposed to you guys who, unfortunately, have all of the habits built up from the past games. It, it so now was, it's like muscle memory. It was definitely a challenge to relearn those skills. Because in some ways, I think we have an advantage in, uh, you know, having played those games, me and Corey kind of know, like, the ambush spots. Like, yeah. we'll know when we're crossing, running running through an area, we, we'll know, like, okay, they like to hide an enemy behind the tree here. Uh, yeah. There, there's going to be uh, archers or people with guns, like, uh, you know, up here. Uh, mm-hmm. So so I think we have that going for us. But as far as how the yeah. game plays, it's totally different. It does not play uh, very much at all like, like a, a Dark Souls Bloodborne type of game. Interest, interesting you bring that up because I think there was one part early in the game where not the chained ogre, but another ogre comes out of nowhere Yeah, in this like courtyard full of enemies, and I was not expecting him to come out of nowhere like that. So I'm wondering if I had played the other ones, if I would have expected another enemy. But... Expected or at least were cautious of it. 
yeah, prepared in case something was happening. Yeah. And also, I don't know about the other Souls games, but how much was stealth a part of it? None. There, okay, there, so there was there was new. there was no stealth at all. I mean, you you could walk like cautiously, and you know sometimes you could like maybe sneak up on someone, uh, but there was no like stealth. Like there was no there was no hiding in bushes, uh, like there is in this one, or or uh, grappling in ledges. It was all very like flat, so to speak. Uh, you yeah, know, yeah. There wasn't there wasn't grappling or climbing or anything like that or jumping even. I wonder if that's another advantage that I have because games like Deus Ex, I would play through those games as stealthily as I could and not kill anybody. So like in this game, and Dishonored is another example where I've been pretty good at the stealth and being able to evade attacks if I need to. Um, like if I need to get to a, I don't know, what is it, a shrine? The, the save points or whatever? Oh, the sculptor statues? Well, yeah, the sculptor statues. Like I can get to those like i can maneuver pretty well yeah. uh just because like i'm you i i like games where you can sneak around and fly around through the air with the grappling hook and stuff like that like yeah. I've, I've done that a bunch before so I'm, I'm used to that mechanic being you know available to me i feel like i would hate this game if i couldn't do that right a little bit all right Corey, let's hear from you what are your oh, thoughts man. on sekiro i have so many thoughts on sekiro. i have a lot of thoughts too but go ahead like there's I'll times where I thought it might have been the worst game ever made, <laughs> and there are times where I thought it was the best of the Soulsborne games, uh, and then there's been times where I would slot it somewhere between Dark Souls One and Bloodborne, somewhere in there. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of all over the place and still really undecided. And to me, it kind of goes back to a philosophical question of whether or not like games should be this challenging uh without a workaround i mean we we talked a little bit about it in our group chat but if you go back to the dark souls games and i think even in demon souls uh, there were there were ways around challenges um you could get a you could go crazy and grind out levels and level up enough to the point where boss battles were relatively easy uh, you could grind out items and get a certain kind of item that would make the boss battle really easy for you. And multiplayer was probably the biggest contributor to, to workarounds. Um, I said, not jokingly, that every boss I beat in Dark Souls 3 was with help. I didn't beat a single one by myself, except for the ones that I think there was one or two that you could only do solo. Uh, those were the only ones. And for me, it comes down to just the time. Like... It just sucks to have to repeat the same boss over and over and over again. And when you're in the midst of that and you don't think that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, you're going to think this is the worst game I've ever played. Like, who would design something unbeatable like this? I wasted my money. This is no fun. Um, But then when you beat the boss, you're like singing a totally different tune. You're like, this is one of the greatest games I've ever played. (laughs) What a great boss that, fight. That like, was I've so rewarding. so much. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I don't know. it, and, and I was trying to think, like, what games are just raw difficulty? Because they're in Sekiro and all the Soulsborne games, there's a, a nice aesthetic that goes along with it. Uh, it's beautiful to look at. It plays really well. I mean, they have a lot of other things going for them. So I was trying to come up with, like, what are some of the difficult games I've played that were all difficulty and the only one I could really think of is Super Meat Boy. Yeah. But even Super Meat Boy, um, the it, it was controls were solid, rock solid. Yeah. And I think that's a big part of it is 
the difficulty can be enough so long as it's fair. Yeah. And I think Sekiro is fair so far. Um, and it could be really, really challenging. And uh, I got to a point when I was fighting Gyobo, Gyobo and Oniwa, the guy on the horse, yep, um, yep. if you've gotten that far. Uh, I got there a little too early, and I thought I had done everything. Um, and it wasn't until Dan texted me and said, did you do this one thing? And I was like, I think I did that one thing. Did I not? And then I realized that I didn't do that one thing that I thought I had done. Um, so I missed this whole side area that once I completed that side area and got all the items in it and leveled up a little bit and my character was much stronger, I went back and beat this boss that I probably spent two or three hours trying to beat. I beat him on the second try. Uh-huh. Um, so that was that was nice because if if I was really in the situation I thought I was in, I would think it was the worst game ever. Yeah. And one thing I want to talk to you too, Corey, about was the the taking in your experience from the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne into a game like this that's not meant to be played the same way. I found myself reverting, especially during the boss fights, reverting to my uh, Dark Souls upbringing. You know, like <laughs> the the way you play the game, the do- dodging was a, is a huge thing in, in Dark Souls, and you know, I found myself dodging, dodging, dodging. When, especially with the boss fight, uh, Oniwa, uh, on, yeah. the, on the horse, like until I forced myself to stand in there and block, I yeah. had zero success. Right. But I, I, you know, once I, once I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to force myself to stand in there. I'll block. I'll try to time my blocks right to, cause there, there's a, there's a health meter and a, and a posture meter. And your goal is to break the posture meter so you can do a death blow. That's generally the goal and the thing. Uh, you can beat enemies by lowering their health all the way, but it's usually easier to break their posture and and do a death blow. Um, so that's you know that's what your goal, and you have to do that to Oniwa twice. Some of the mid bosses you can sneak up on, use stealth, and do a death blow before they even see you, so you can eliminate one of their one of their uh, health health globes, yep. I guess, uh, before you. But bosses you can't do that. So, um, but yeah, I, I had a really hard time. Uh, the first probably hour that I spent on Oniwa, just just relearning to hang in there, block, don't dodge everything, dodge occasionally because you still do have to dodge some attacks and and to hang in there and and slug slug it out, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's definitely um, it is it is definitely different as you're saying. And for me, um, I really liked how. Like, I don't know, it, it felt like it felt like timing mattered more. And and I don't mean that I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's it's almost like um I think timing's super important. Yeah, it's it's more fair though. I don't know. I, I I felt the other Soulsborne games were a little bit janky. And I don't know one thing I really liked that they came out and said, um I asked you guys, I'm like, is there any multiplayer in this game? Because I'm gonna need some help. And I Googled it and I it turns out there isn't. And the reason they gave was something I've been complaining about for shooters uh, like the Call of Duty games is the reason they don't have multiplayer is because it allowed them to optimize the single player campaign, the gameplay for a single person. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to worry about what could happen if somebody else was in this world. Okay, um, which is something I really appreciate as somebody who mostly plays single player games. Yeah, um, I really appreciated that. So I get it, and I wonder if that has something to do with it, like the just the the uh, controls being rock solid and fair. Um, I don't know, but I do think the game controls extremely well. Like I've never been playing. Like I wasn't playing this once and being like, man, if I had 
better controls here, I would have had a different outcome. It's been like, oh, I screwed up there. Yeah, yeah and you, I usually... You feel completely in control of your character and, and yeah, completely definitely. responsible. For stu- stupidity, either running blindly into a group of enemies and getting killed, or, yeah, yeah missing missing a block or being too aggressive. You know, I've, I've had that happen. Uh, and, and you pay for it, you know? One thing I've noticed, too, is um, your animations can be overridden more often than other souls games at least it feels that way so if you're like in the midst of a of a parry you can still attack quickly if you're in the midst of a roll you can still get up and parry um yeah it's more forgiving there which i think is important to a game that requires you to have lightning fast reflexes to beat some of these bosses yeah yeah uh and then i i don't know about you Corey, but when i when i did the lady butterfly boss battle I found myself going back into my Dark Souls a lot of dodging. And I would do really well, but then she would hit me really hard a couple of times and either kill me or whittle my health down all the way. So yeah. that was a, that was another one where because the first time I the first time I fought her I actually did really well with the with the dodging. Mm-hmm. I got her probably halfway down into her second phase. Um so that's what I did the next handful of times that I went and fought her. Uh, but every time I got worse and worse, and finally, once I uh, again forced myself to stand in there and block, and uh, I used you know one of the things that's effective against her type of fighting, one of the prosthetics. I won't I won't spoil it or anything, but then I you know I started doing well again. So yeah, that's the thing too. All the bosses seem to have weaknesses against certain prosthetic tools. Yeah, um, Lady Butterflies for me so far anyway is the most notable one like made a huge difference once i figured that out and i'm okay admitting i do not try well i'll try these boss battles but i always look up strategies on how to beat them oh sure it's not worth my time to try and figure it out on my own because it's going to take me a hundred tries anyway yeah yeah so i might as well look up the strategy might as well know what to do yeah yeah um and actually for lady butterfly i kind of figured out my own uh which was based on another one i had read but it worked out really well and speaking of later Lady Butterfly, one of my anecdotes, um, I had tried one of the nights this week, Lady Butterfly, for a long, long time one night and just wasn't getting anywhere. And it was funny because Sophie was right next to me. And she text, She ended up texting me the next day and she's like, are you going to be able to beat Lady Butterfly tonight? Like taunting me. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to hear it. And I, I ha- ended up having a really bad day that day, like at work. Nothing went right just one of those days where the universe it seems like the universe is conspiring against you sure nothing major just little things here and there and i was probably just in a crappy mood but that night like i just had it was just me and sekiro at home and uh (laughs) i ended up beating lady butterfly but it was funny because uh one of the times i did so well i got her to her second phase and didn't take any damage and i'm like this is great and I started getting her down, and I had her down. Like, she had, like, 10% health le- health left. And when I get to that point, like, my nerves just yeah, really yeah. start going. <laughs> adrenaline gets and, pumping. And, but you start to get careless, too, right? Right, yeah. And my, like, my me. vision, like, I, I can't really see straight, and my thumbs aren't doing what I want them to do. And I just <laughs> totally collapsed, and she ended up killing me, and I was just devastated. But I was like, no, I'm not going to quit. And then, like, maybe five tries after that, I finally got her. And it was one of the biggest emotional eruptions I've ever had in my life. I just, like, got up and started yelling, like, the worst words you can think of out of my mouth. Like, <laughs> yeah, bitch, get down, bitch. Like, I was so pumped. 
I texted Sophie, and I'm like, I beat the piss out of Lady Butterfly. <laughs> nice. Oh, it was so nice. Was Fiona yeah. terrified? Fiona doesn't react to anything I do. She, she, she just tolerates me. But, yeah, it was such a good feeling. It immediately mooded me, and I don't know. It, it was nice. Yeah. I, I hear you. That the. the... And that's, uh, you know, one of the one of the attractions for these types of games for me is, yeah, you're you're going to beat your head against the wall. But when you finally overcome that that hurdle, like it's it feels real good. Oh, yeah. So. Uh, how far along are you, Corey? Did have you beat uh, any other bosses? Because yeah. I've, I've beaten those two bosses and then a bunch uh, of mini bosses. I beat mid bosses. Um, the other the big guy in the harada estate right the big fat guy yeah the jozu jozu the drunkard is that his name yeah he's a, he's a mid boss uh and then i beat the bull that's a okay. mid boss right yep yep Reach bull yep i think the nah i guess it's a spoiler to say but i think i know who my next boss is i just haven't gotten to him yet okay uh actually you know what i'm stuck on is i'm stuck on um just a, a normal, uh, I guess it would be a mid-boss, but he's got a spear, and he kicks my ass with it every Is time. that the one outside that temple on the edge of the cliff? Yeah, the I, temple's I've, by itself. I've, I've had a hard time with him, too. There was, there was one that you're headed up the stairs uh, to go into the castle, up a long set of stairs, and he's got, like, four guys around him. He's a mid-boss, too, like a general. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually beat him the first first time through. That's a good feeling. And I don't know how I did it. Well, I, I wanted to start killing those guys off one by one, and then, you know, you run away and you come back. Uh, but I accidentally hit him first and ran down the stairs, and he followed me, so I beat the crap out of him since he he was the only one that followed me down the stairs. The other nice. guys just stayed up at the top, so I, I beat him, and uh, then I slowly picked off the, the shotgunners or archers or whatever. Uh, so that was a nice feeling. That's the first time that's happened to me is uh, beating a mid boss in in one try. It's pretty um, it's pretty rewarding too to to behave like a ninja, you know, like yeah. grappling around, staying on rooftops, quickly dropping down and assassinating somebody and disappearing before anybody sees you. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a really good feeling in the game too. Yeah, and I actually found myself um, reverting back to my old EverQuest days of pulling pulling, pulling. mobs. Yeah. With the ceramic pot, you can uh-huh. get their attention, and then they'll come look for you, and then you can assassinate them. Yeah. So, uh, gonna keep playing, Corey? Oh yeah. I, I don't know what's gonna happen though. I'm a little bit nervous uh, that I'll get too far into it and then just get really mad because I can't beat a certain character. Sounds, sounds like you might never beat the final boss. That very well could be. I although I didn't think I'd ever beat the final boss in. Um, uh, Dark Souls three. Dark Souls three final yeah. boss was hard. Yeah, because you couldn't have help, right? No, you. I had help. Oh yeah, Definitely. yeah, I did too. Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, Dark Souls two, I don't feel like the last boss was too bad. I don't remember that very well, but I don't remember struggling with him the way I struggled with Dark Souls three boss. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, but it's it's great stuff. I I I love the game. Um, you know, I get frustrated and angry with it, you know, like like you guys. But uh, at the same time, it's it's so good and so I don't know, it's fun. Do you guys feel like um, there's an argument to be made that this should have an easy mode, or at least some way to 
to make this game more accessible to people who may not have the time or the dexterity to play it. Do you think that's a valid criticism? I go back and forth on this. So do I. That's why I'm bringing it up. I can kind of see both sides. Um, But at the same time, I don't know. Some games could just not be for people, and I think that's okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good way of putting it. Well, yeah, this. I mean, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it not being for everybody. Honestly, like, I don't even know. As somebody who's never liked any of the Souls games, they weren't for me. I could have cared less about. Would you have played them if they I were? Couldn't have cared if they were. Couldn't have cared easy less. Mode? No, probably not. I feel like part of the charm is they're so hard. That's definitely part of the charm, but should there be, should there be a version of it? Like I'm okay with it just to be able to experience the beauty of these games. Like I'm okay with there being a version that you play that's on easy that you don't see all the story, you know, or certain areas are barred off or something like that, you know, just so you can experience the game and enjoy it. To be honest, I'm I'm honestly not for the, the easy mode. I would say I'm more against it than for it. I can see both sides. Um, what if it's not an easy mode though? Like, what if it's what if it's just some some way for people to play it so that they can enjoy it if they're unable to beat the bosses? Like, is that fair or no? <sighs> I don't think so. I, I think if you want to enjoy the game without actually having to play it, you watch it on YouTube. Right? That's like giving out a participation medal for getting last place. I don't think it is. I really don't. And and I, I try to make this argument about movies too. Like, yes, move, like these, these type, these forms of art are commercial, right? They're meant to be mass consumed. And I think if you're marketing, if you're not, if the marketing itself doesn't say like, you know, this game's challenging, it might not be for everybody. Then it's sort of implying that it is for everybody. And, and because of that, I feel like there should be some sort of olive branch to people who are unable to get yeah. through these bosses. I mean, I, I think it's on it's on the developer. Like, if they or public developer slash publisher, if they don't think the game is selling well enough uh, because of the difficulty, you know, then then it's on them to want to put a, a, a easy mode in it. Yeah, uh, but I don't think it's hurting them though. I don't. No, I don't I'm, think so I'm, sure, I'm sure it's not. I'm sure it's not. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, ultimately, like, if they don't want to put an easy mode in their game, they shouldn't have to. That's not what it wasn't designed with that in mind, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I would, I would, I would default to the creator's perspective on it. And if they don't, if the creators of the game don't see it as having any or as much value having an easy mode on it, then, then it shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. And I'm all for that. But then, in my opinion, like, I almost feel like there should be a disclaimer right yeah why not well i mean the thing is is like most people i I think anyone who's into games probably knows that this game is is made by the gate the company that made dark souls and it's it's what about what about what about little jimmy who's sitting home on christmas whose mom knows nothing about games but goes to ign and sees oh this game's really popular oh it's got a really good review (laughs) score i'll pick it up for little jimmy and little jimmy can't get past well, the thing is, is uh, little Jimmy probably can and probably has the time to sit down and master the game. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But you know what right. I mean. I, well, I do right. know it, what you mean. But I don't think window shopping is as much of a thing as it used to be. 
either. All right, let me, mm. let me ask you this. Do you think this game's going to be fun on easy, just hacking your way through mobs the entire time? I don't think so. I think the game would be boring. I that's see that's not what I'm saying and and I don't want I don't want that to be the straw man against what I'm saying like I don't think they should just make it easy so you can just plow through the enemies I just think there should be a way for people who want to experience the game in the world to do so and yeah there could be some some uh, drawbacks to that like I suggested not you well, know showing certain story aspects or. Well, if the, the the thing that holds back progress and being able to experience the world is the difficulty, then you absolutely have to make the game easier in the way of combat or make the enemies dumber or something. So, so yeah, in a way, you were making it... I don't think the regular mobs are overly difficult. No, um, no, no. It's really only the bosses. And I don't know, some of the, some of the stuff, like the divine confetti that you need to be a certain boss at least one certain boss there might be more in the way that item drops like i don't know i don't like it i really don't hmm. i haven't experienced the divine confetti yet, and so. the same with the snap seeds dan we messaged about to beat lady butterfly like i ran out yeah. i'm not sure I'm, i imagine you can buy more of those somewhere but no, like there is a place where you can you could farm them but i didn't yeah. bother i just figured you know what? It's I'm gonna beat this randomly at one right. point anyway. The snap seeds aren't gonna help me that right. much. I don't. Think. It, I guess my point in all that is maybe the easy version of that game just has those items at the merchant that you can buy, and that would make a big difference. Okay, it wouldn't take much away from the game. Yeah. Okay. I would. Uh, I would agree with that. Then. And don't get me wrong. I love the idea of like this game being an exclusive experience for people that are willing to suck it up and go through the challenge. I think, I personally think that's awesome. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to beat it, but like, I like the idea of that, but at the same rate, I just think there should be something for people that can't do it. I don't know. Yeah. Tia makes a good point. What's that? Little Jimmy would experience a taste of life. Life's hard. <laughs> it's a good life lesson Any, yeah. a, anything worth uh worth doing is is something you have to spend time on it's hopefully a good life can, lesson yeah hopefully you can get a refund uh, another point real quick to your easy mode if i was playing this game and i played the quote-unquote easy mode i'd be too prideful to actually do it like no i'm not gonna play it on Right, and that's why I think maybe mode, maybe what? you bar certain areas from the easy mode, you know, like so the the people who can can stick it out are rewarded, and I think they should be because it is a real freaking challenge. <laughs> yeah, what game is. did that? There was a game that did that. That like if you played on the easy mode, you wouldn't get to see certain things or couldn't you had to skip certain areas. I can't remember. That sounds familiar. Actually, I just can't think of what it is. Yeah. Or there was that developer that uh, that made it so you couldn't advance in one of their games if you pirated it. Oh yeah, that, I love that <laughs> idea too. That's smart. And people were writing in like, "Hey, there, you know, there's a game breaking bug in your game." Nope, you pirated it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It's, it's genius, is what it is. Yes, it is because you know, as soon as somebody posts for support, yeah, <laughs> it's immediately get called out. And then watching people backpedal, like, yeah. oh, no, I, I, my brother installed it. I, I don't know where it got came from. That'll learn you. Uh, yeah, but ultimately, I, I love Sekiro. I can't can't wait to play more of it. 
I started getting into the uh, the valley. The un, it's not undead valley. Did you get there yet, Corey? I don't know. I, I don't I, think so. I, I foresee some difficulty in there. It's it's been pretty hard so far. I haven't haven't made much leeway in that area yet. I, I think I just stopped at the uh, that guy with the spear. Okay. Yeah. I haven't really explored after that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's over there somewhere that that you get to the. I don't remember what's called. It's like Undead Valley, but it's not undead. Under I don't know. Doesn't matter. I will say. Um, I, th- I think these Soulsborne games are more complete, more not complete, uh, robust, I think, in like their secrets um, and their items and their quests, like all that stuff. I think there's more going on in those games. Not that that's a bad thing, but just something I wanted to then throw Sekiro? out there. Yeah. Wouldn't you, th- wouldn't you say? No, I think there's plenty of side quests. I've gotten a few. Do you think view that way because maybe it's more front and center as pulls in the, in the other Soulsborne games? It's more you have no idea what's going on. Everything's just kind of that could happening. be. It's all cryptic. Yeah, it's much. Yeah, Sekiro is much less cryptic. That's for sure. Definitely. And even even as playing, I'm like, man, this game is cryptic. So I can't even imagine like being deep into one of the other games. Yeah. Hmm. So. Yeah. So, any other thoughts on Sekiro? It's a must-play. Yeah, I really like it. As much as I hate Souls games, I really enjoy it. Well, I'll be interested to see uh, your your tenacity when you go after the bosses. Yeah, because what? I've only done mid-bosses. Chained Ogre is a mid-boss, right? Yeah. Okay, because I fought Hale. I almost beat him my first try, actually. But And then after that, only... yeah. Yeah. Well, that... I actually only fought him once. I was like, okay. I'll give him one shot and see how I do without the, the fire. Uh-huh. I actually did pretty well, and I was like, I'll just go get the fire. I might as well. I want to get more skills anyway. Yeah. So, It's definitely easier with the fire. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Okay. Uh, anything else? Or shall we move on to Nibble Bits? Yeah, I'm good to move on. Okay. All right, let's see what we got here. We've got a lot of good stuff this week. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. Uh... You want me to start? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Borderlands 3 might be a thing, but also might not be, because no one really knows what the teaser was that we saw today. It was just um, a mask, only... right? <laughs> yeah, the only thing we got was a little bit of a teaser trailer that was like maybe a minute long of a bunch of characters, and Mask of Mayhem is the name of the, the trailer. So... We'll find out more tomorrow because at 2 p.m. Eastern time is when Gearbox is going to be doing a presentation. So that's probably what we'll hear about the new Borderlands game. Um, I'm assuming it's Borderlands 3. Yeah, it looks like it. Maybe yeah, I mean, not, not another offshoot. I'm hoping it's not like a mobile game. Oh, God. I always worry. Yeah, I hear you. Um, next, I know Corey's going to love this, and I actually talked to him a little bit about it before we recorded but divinity fallen heroes got announced it's a think divinity but xcom mix yeah. uh it's gonna be this game it's coming out later this year it'll be out on multiple platforms i'm actually really excited for this one too i still want to play divinity 2 as well um, is it uh larian studios yes nice so it they're basically a... making their own xcom yes they are making their own xcom it's pretty cool. um 
it looks really awesome. So there's that. And my other one, uh, it's a smaller one, but Star Wars Battlefront 2 added in the mode that was, it's called Capital of Supremacy, that was in the 2005 Battlefront 2. Uh, so that's in the game. I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet, but a lot of people say it's really awesome. There's only one map, though, so that's kind of one of the drawbacks on it. But I'm actually going to be downloading it tonight to play it, try it out, because that's I think that's awesome that they finally added that. Uh, worth noting here that Xbox Games with Gold April lineup includes Battlefront 2. The original or the new one? Isn't original. that the new one? It's the original it, one. It's the original one. There. What? Get this, Corey. They did a really bad job naming them. <laughs> They're oh my gosh! <laughs> well, they fooled me. So, um, yeah. I mean, I know that game's on sale for like five dollars a lot. So, oh, it's pro- man. is it on uh, EA Access? Oh. Yeah, it is. Gosh, I know. So you can play it there, Air- Corey. I'm Air- not playing an Xbox game. I'm sorry. Wait, what? No, no, no. We're talking about the new one. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I just want to. I just want to try it. It's, I it's probably, probably on EA Access. Subscribe for a month to EA Access for five bucks and give it a shot. Are it we sure? Be. Are we sure it's the new one? I don't know if it's on there. <laughs> I I would check first, but it should be. Oh man, hook, line, and sinker. At the very least, the first one's on there. Oh. But I did. Yeah. I did miss the Morrowind. Uh, Morrowind free for a day. I think I have that on Steam. I do too. Yeah, that game does it. not hold up, though. No. I, well, I want to get the Tamriel. What's it called? Tamriel Unlimited or whatever the mod. Oh yeah. That it makes the game what the developers originally intended it for it to be, which was like three times bigger than it ended up being. Huh. I could have the name wrong on that. Sorry, Will. I interrupted your. No, you're good. I'm annoyed now. Hockey. Uh, uh that that's it for me though. Did the Leafs lose? Yeah, Tavares was carrying the puck and lost it in the shootout on his own accord, and then they <laughs> score, and then Nylander missed. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm done. good stuff. All right, I got a couple nibble bits. So the Wall Street Journal reported on this. So uh, this is the first time I've heard it come from a major uh, news outlet. It's that the Nintendo Switch is going to be having two new versions to come out later this year. Um, they think one is going to be an enhanced version of the Nintendo Switch and then like a light version. Uh, the light version is supposedly going to be replacing the 3DS, 2DS, uh, probably with not detachable Joy-Cons, uh, maybe maybe mobile only. Uh, then the enhanced version, no one really knows what that's going to be about, but uh, supposedly they're going to announce them at E3 this year. Um, and that's all we know so far. Uh, I'm definitely on board for a higher, higher spec switch. Uh, I play my switch literally every day and quite a bit, uh, every day. So I would love a, you know, a nicer, bigger screen, maybe slimmer bezels on the, on the switch. That would be cool. Um, but yeah, I'm interested. I want yeah. something that feels better in my hands. <laughs> that's what she said. I didn't even realize. So Sophie from the other room said, "Corey, I didn't even realize what I was." But no, seriously, I don't like that flat feeling in the back. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, it's because it's just you know straight up and down or whatever. You can get you can get grips for it. Um, I I don't have a problem with with how it is, but that's just me. I also have small, fat fingers, so 
Didn't we say there would be a new model this year? Didn't? Yeah, that's like been, it's been guys... it's been rumored for a while. Um, gotcha. That there would be at least one new model, but it seems like there's going to be two, uh, which is good. Yeah, I'm po- I'd probably be uh, one to upgrade. I usually don't do that, but I use my Switch so much. Yeah. You know, why not? That's how I feel I wouldn't, too. I wouldn't mind one with a flip screen. Oh yeah. Maybe. It'll I mean, they one. they pretty much need to get rid, of, be able to replace the 3DS, and I think with the you know the cheaper one and the more expensive one, it gives people that option. So I think it's a smart idea. Yep. Yeah. Better battery life than the, the cheaper one, maybe. So it's more like a more like a 3DS because those things last forever. Yeah. Yeah, but... more battery would definitely be nice too. Yep. Uh, next on my list, Doom Eternal, Rage 2, and more are still coming to Steam. I think we talked about this before, but I had heard at the very least Rage 2 was not initially supposed to be on Steam. It was only going to be on the Bethesda launcher and maybe Uplay. Uh, I don't think it was one of the Epic Game Store exclusives, but Bethesda did tweet out that Rage 2 will be on Steam. So Rage 2 is back on the menu for me, which I like. Um, Bethesda? Bethesda did a pro consumer thing. Must be, yeah. Weird. Um, so I'm excited about that. I can I can get that on PC because I, I won't play it on Xbox because it's a shooter. Do you think that all of the Epic stuff is going to make Valve overhaul Steam in any way, or do you think they're dominating so much that the few games that they're not getting that are like ah eh, whatever too? Yeah, it's hard to know. Dan and I talked a little bit about this um, last week. Yeah. Did you guys? I don't remember if you talked about Outer Worlds going to Epic. I don't think we talked specifically about that, but my theory is that right now it's just collusion between some big publishers uh, trying to put a dent in Steam sales enough for Steam to do something. I think you are right about that. I think it's really just Epic kind of being salty for lack of a better word, to take shots at Steam by paying exorbitant amounts of money to these I, developers. I don't think Epic is salty. I think with Fortnite, they have a window of opportunity here to capitalize on the success of Fortnite uh, to push their games platform. So they're doing that, and they can also afford to pay publishers big money to make their game exclusive on their platform. I think, yeah, but also their platform is bad because there's a whole host of the issues that they've had with people's accounts getting hacked. People yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not sold. arguing that at all. I, I, I'm, I definitely agree that steam is the better platform. I'm just saying the, the business perspective of these companies. Yeah. Well, and I get the companies wanting to go to where the more, where the more money is, but I don't know. I just don't like how Epic is going about it, pushing their bad client for, I don't know. I just don't like the whole thing. I don't like having multiple clients, and I've kind of, you know, been complaining about that for a while. But sure, we all have. I mean, and the thing you got to keep in mind is Steam wasn't built in a day. I'm not defending. The sure, Epic. I've never used the Epic launcher, uh, so I really can't speak to that. Or maybe I have. I don't know. I don't think I have. But anyway, my point is that, um, and there goes my point. Uh, that <laughs> that, that Steam wasn't built in. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Steam Steam wasn't built in a day. It took how long? I mean. How long Ever. has it been around? Fifteen years. It's been around a point? while. I I know I didn't adopt it until like 2012 or 13 after it had been out for yeah seven eight years or however long it was. Yeah. 
That's a good know. point. Yeah. So that, I mean, it's hard to judge the the two that way, but um, there are some pretty basic things I know that people have been clamoring for that the Epic Store does not have. So who knows? Um, did you guys see CD Projekt Red put out a statement saying that Cyberpunk is going to be coming to all platforms? Good guy. Oh yeah, that's uh, yeah. No surprise there. They put their Good guy all their, publisher. Yeah, they put all their games on everything. CD Projekt Red has uh, the tendency to, when bad press comes out, come out and say, we're not going to do that. <laughs> they yeah. have some of their own bad press to deal with. Really? Yeah, wasn't there wasn't working issues conditions, about... one of them? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, the crunch, yeah. Which I, you guys, you guys make fun of me a lot for a lot of different things, but I've been, I've been singing the good guy uh, developer thing for a while now, that's that's their mo that's their marketing is being the good guy but i mean in reality they're just as bad as the rest they just i don't know when well, it comes to distributing their games yeah i mean yeah i was gonna say consumer friendly like i i yeah. can't i can't go into depth on what it's like to be uh one of their developers working under them but their their stuff is good for people who spend money on their games yeah i had a i was at the gym today and i had a whole deep monologue with myself in my head about crunch and how i don't even know if it's okay or not and i don't know where i stand yes if you if you sign up for a job that has crunch like you have to do it it's like people that join the military and complain when they have to go to war i well i just think of all the times that like during a busy season where you work a lot for like a month or two to get something done, accomplish, stay late. Like at any job, that's more acceptable. But when it comes to game developing, people get all upset about crunch. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, no, that's a good point too. We have crunch at my job. I mean, yeah, stuff just it, needs to get done. So you yeah. just, you stay and you do it. Yeah, I mean, Eric has crunch at his job. Like I've noticed that there's crunch at my new job. Like I noticed like all of these things. So I'm like, well, why do people get so upset with comes to games? I think it's it's because it is like it is part of I don't know it's just embedded in the culture like gotta hit that delivery day people work I mean 110 hour work weeks I don't know I yeah I don't know I I don't know where I come down on it really because I guess like I see both sides but I'm not saying it's okay but if you know it's part of your job then you shouldn't get upset about it I don't know I'm sorry yeah, that's kind of. I think that's where I stand too. Like, I wish it wasn't. I wish we could say no more crunch. Like, I wish everybody. I wish it was federal law that you could only be mandated to work for thirty-five hours a week. Yeah, you and I have talked about how we think forty-hour work weeks are bunk. It's <laughs> too long. It's definitely too long. <laughs> Americans are very overworked and don't get yeah, vacation. We're the only culture that glorifies working eighty hours. Oh, those people that brag about how many hours they worked in a week, I'm like, oh, congrats on uh, foregoing the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. I hope you love your job, which some people do, and that's fine. But Good job not would... seeing your friends or family. See, I would yeah. say most people probably don't love their jobs. No, they don't. I mean, even I, I really like my job now, but, man, I would hate if I had to work 110 hours. You know, like, yeah, I would no. never wear that as a badge of honor. It's not healthy agreed anyway back to nibble bits so a new lord of the rings games in the works i don't know if you guys heard about this 
No, I didn't see that. I saw the tweet. I didn't yeah. know anything about it, though. Lord of the Rings Gollum. It's going to oh, be yeah, a okay. Gollum-centric game. Uh, it's going to be Daedalic Entertainment uh, is the developer. Uh, it's supposed to come out in 2021. So it's going to explore events that occur between Gollum's Finding of the One Ring and the start of the Lord of the Rings story. Uh, which is very cool. It's kind of not uh, Peter Jackson Lord of the Rings thing. It's its own it's a, it's its own thing. Um, and it's kind of gonna, it's going to be like a stealthish game. So I guess, I guess you play as Gollum maybe. So, uh, you can imagine what his life is like. It's mostly sneaking around. It's not fighting with swords. So very interested to see what this game turns out. I don't know how I feel about playing as Gollum for an entire game. Well, I think, <laughs> I think it's, I think it's a, it's an awesome premise and, yeah. uh, maybe make, make you feel a little more sympathetic towards towards Gollum and what happened to him. Yeah, definitely. I, that could happen. Or Smeagol. I'm sorry. I, I had to tune out for a second because I had to send oh. a message. Will, did you just say you don't know how you feel about playing as Gollum? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking the same thing <laughs> while Dan was saying that. I'm like, man, there's so many characters that I would love to play as in that <laughs> universe, and Gollum is one of the like least. <laughs> the last ones that I would be like, yeah, let's play Gollum. <laughs> but imagine the storytelling opportunities here. Yeah. I think it could be fascinating. Apparently, yeah. they're doing it in tandem with um, uh, Middle Earth Enterprises. Oh. So they own the, Lord, the rights to the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. So I don't know if they have access to some of uh, Tolkien's behind the scenes writings about Gollum, you know, Gollum's past and his history or, or what. So uh, definitely inter- some interesting things there. They should make it like. Uh like Gollum is just a companion that is very important to the game. Like you play your main character, but then like you can switch to Gollum to do certain things. Yeah. I don't know. That would be cool. Sort of like, I was going to say like, like Elizabeth and Bioshock infinite, but you can play as Elizabeth every now and again. I was thinking more of uh, like in, this is a bad example, but Assassin's Creed Odyssey where you can switch to the Hawk and do the scout stuff. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where this goes, for sure. All right. That's it for Noble Bits. Corey, do you have anything for Noble Bits? Nope. All right. Uh, how was your week, Corey? Pretty good. Um, we finished. Did we finish house-sitting this past? Yeah, finished house-sitting Sunday. Uh, got back Sunday. What the heck have I been doing since then? Not much. My phone's not working. That's kind of a pain. Uh, I can't get network service. And I went to the AT&T website because I assumed it was a SIM card issue and did all their uh, device troubleshooting and none of them solved it. So I called them up, was on the phone for about half an hour. Yeah, maybe not that long, 15 minutes with the woman. And she basically said, ah, you're going to have to take it to a store. That's what I was avoiding because I won't go to any store ever if I don't have to. Mm-hmm. But um, that kind of sucks. But that's awesome. been the biggest biggest part of my week i guess other than that just uh watching hockey at night and working during the day dying in sekiro dying in sekiro uh, oh what have we been watching we watched a lot of game of thrones but i feel like there's a new netflix show that sophie watched all about real estate in uh los angeles like these high-end realtors that are selling several million dollar houses wow but they, uh, it's like a reality show, so they factor in all the drama between the real estate agents. Oh, geez. So I was actually 
trying to kill Lady Butterfly while Sophie was watching the show, so mm-hmm. I'm a little little familiar with it. <laughs> yeah, nothing super interesting to talk about for me. Okay. Will, what do you got? Started a new job this week. Yes, well, yeah. Technically last week. That's why I couldn't be on episode part two of the episode 400. Uh, so I used to work at Wegmans, but now I work at, uh, it's a place called Dos Rios Ca- uh, Cantina down in Binghamton. Uh, so I'm working there now. I'm working my way to be a server. I haven't started to be a server yet, which, you know, sucks, but yeah, I'll get there eventually. But that's where I'm at right now. And let me tell you, <laughs> what a different experience than what I had been doing for the last four years. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't been anxious going into work since, I don't know, my first couple months of Wegmans, but like, because you get so comfortable, you can do, I can do as as little or as much as I want. I get away with everything. Like now you're starting a new, new job where new guy, you got to learn it's fast paced. Um, the restaurant business, they can just fire you if they feel like it too. It's Mm -hmm. not like, you know, at a corporation they have to go through like five different hoops to, get that going like if you screw up big time they'll just kick you out so that's a whole new uh new experience for me it's actually kind of fun i am really liking it so far um i do think i have maybe the most stressful job besides cook there right now uh because the position that i'm working in i have to make sure the food doesn't get screwed up by the cooks make sure you gotta taste everybody's meal right (laughs) yep put my fingers right in there um <laughs> so I, I make sure the cooks didn't mess up the food everything's like right and then uh make sure the servers get to the right tables so um there's a lot a lot going on there i didn't think it was going to be difficult at all and it's not that it's difficult it's just like you have to learn the menu you have to know everything you have to know what tables food ordered what and then like i've been taking food out to a lot of tables i've been doing a lot of running so i've been learning where the tables are which is good because i want to be a server anyway so that's kind of my wheelhouse so that's what i've been doing um and that's like i said that's a lot of fun completely different from anything um but i am liking it a lot so far i'm a little less anxious going to work my second like my first shift when i left i was leaving and i was like i liked that but what did i get myself into yeah was my thought uh, and then after my second shift, I was like, oh, that went great. And then my third shift was fine. Um, so each time I'm doing a lot more than I did the first time. So that's good. I seem to be progressing all right. Um, as for that, I've been playing a lot of video games recently. Um, I've got a little bit more time because my shifts, instead of being like eight-hour shifts now, are like four or five hours at most. So like I have more time to do things. My shifts are at night. Um, I've been going in at six. So... I have a lot more free time because uh, I'm only doing one class right now. So I've been, I've been filling that with video games. So I've been playing a lot of Far Cry. Uh, I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins. I've been playing Sekiro. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. Um, I think that might be it for games that I've been playing because I really haven't been playing too much on the Switch right now. I've kind of paused Hollow Knight again. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've just been playing a lot of games. Very nice. Really, really want to get the division too, but I'm holding back. Yeah, uh, I, I think it was Beardless last week said that's a good game to play in the summer. Yeah, I'm actually talking to Eric, and Eric and I are both like not wanting to spend too much money, so I think it's going to be good to wait for a little bit yeah. um, to get the division because I really, really do want to play it. But as Beardless said, that's a good summertime game. So shorts and a tank top. 
Uh, Tito says he's playing Division Two the past few weeks on PC. That's probably where I would get it when, if and when I do get it, it'll be on, on PC. I don't mind playing it by myself because I, uh, I played a lot of the first one by myself. If I thought my PC could play it at a acceptable for me condition, I would do that. But uh-huh. uh, my computer is too old and slow right now. Yeah, it takes some tinkering to get games to run well on it now. Yeah, it barely was chugging along with the first division. I can't imagine the second one. Yeah. Okay. Anything else, Will? No, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, I only have a couple things. Uh, like Corey, me and my wife are getting through Game of Thrones. We've got six episodes left to be caught up for the for the season eight, which starts in two and a half weeks, and we're very excited for. Uh, but also for Valentine's Day, she got me a Game of Thrones gift box thing subscription on uh, the first one came today actually uh they come once every once a season so i just got the spring box uh it was really cool it came with uh uh plate dinner plates with the sigils on them came with a cool shirt uh with a scene from the battle of blackwater Corey. nice uh what else did it come with oh it came with a targaryen sigil led desk lamp um what else was in there uh it came with like a like a pin what oh a blanket yeah a a big blanket with a bunch of the sigils on it it's really awesome and now i can't wait for the summer one (laughs) to get here um let's do the sigil quiz dan i'm i'm pretty i'm pretty good with the sigils because i played uh a lot of the game of thrones um crusader kings 2 mod yeah so uh what else do we have oh we we finally got back to doing rookie camp we played skyrim this past week for for rookie camp so uh that's up on our youtube channel so you can check that out uh i feel like i had one other thing i've had a hankering for skyrim recently playing it i was like oh man i would not mind playing this again don't say it will Enderall. I've sworn off the Bethesda, but yeah, and, yeah and it's got to be Enderall. I agree. It really does. If you're gonna if you're gonna take the time to get back into Skyrim, just play Enderall. It's a new game and it's better. Uh huh. Okay. And it has uses the same engine. I'm okay. Yeah, we'll we'll I'll, we'll do Ender. Well, we wanted to do that together, right? Can you play? Yeah, together? I want. If anybody has any ideas, please help me because one thing i've been wanting to do and will and i have tried to do in the past is to have one of us play the game and stream it while the other person watches live uh for commentary and stuff but we haven't been able to figure out a way to do that well uh when we did it for final fantasy tactics we managed to do use the skype screen share so will was watching my game using the skype screen share and vice versa uh, but that didn't include audio. So you could only do it on mute. So if anybody has any suggestions, please let us know. Uh, obviously, with Twitch, there's a delay. With YouTube TV, there's a delay. I know Twitch uh, has a low latency setting now. It does, but even that is still like 15 sec or 10 seconds or something like is that. Is it really? It's, it's still that much? It's 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 less than whatever the long one is, but it's still a little too long uh, in order for there to be good Um, commentary in in sync i've heard of people having success using google's chat thing which i can't think of the name of right now hangouts hangouts screen sharing with that i think they 
discontinued Hangout. I think you're right. It's well, I don't know if they discontinued it, but they fold they they keep folding services in on each other. So it's probably renamed to something else that they folded it in with. Um, but I'm I not, only, not 100% sure on that. I only wonder or say that because I was listening to uh, Split Scream with Split Screen with uh, Kotagi's podcast, and they were interviewing the Google Stadia guy. Uh-huh. Uh, and they said, Shariah asked him what he thought of people who are worried about this because of all the things that they start and then yeah. end up closing. And yeah, then he mentioned cool. Hangouts. Okay. At, is it Duo now? It might be called Duo. Ooh. I think they folded some of the, the features from Hangouts into Duo, maybe. Anyway, we'll look up that. We'll look that up later. But yeah, I agree. I, I would like, there's a few ideas I've had kicking around to get more video content out, to stream more, put more stuff on YouTube. So um, yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to brainstorm at some point, get it figured out. Uh, and then my last thing. Uh, yesterday i had uh my car trouble for the first time with my with our our flex so i <laughs> i made Bummer. the i made the long 30 second drive down to the school to pick up my kids from school every single day uh pretty much i carry the twins into the school sign my older two out carry the twins back out with with the older two in the car and, and drive home uh, but this time, when I when we got back and loaded back up into the car and went to start it, the battery was completely dead. So the 20 minutes prior that I had driven it down to the school uh, was fine. And then all of a sudden, the battery decided to die. So luckily, the weather wasn't too bad. It was a little chilly, a little windy. Uh, we It's not a far walk. It's probably, I mean, from where I park to where our house is, it's probably like 200 yards. But we have to like walk around the block a little bit. Uh, luckily my twins were good about, you know, walking up the hill and stuff. So I was going to uh, ask, you had all four kids, all four of them. Yeah. Uh, wow. it was about a 10 minute walk with, with, you know, two, two and a half year olds. Um, so any complaining? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the older two complained <laughs> that they had to walk up the hill with their backpacks. <laughs> kids these days. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was just, it was a battery. So, uh, my daughter had piano lessons. So my wife ordered a battery and picked it up. Uh, and then when she got home, I drove down, swapped out the battery. It took like 10 minutes. Car started right up. I drove it home, walked back down, got my wife's car, brought it back. So, but what a pain of all, of all times, you know, cars are the worst. I hate cars. Well, I, I like them, but they have, they have the opportunity to, you know, put, put, put a damper on things you know yeah so to tell you a quick story about cars we lost the yaris only you guys will appreciate this because people don't know where we live uh-huh. so today took mom to work at 9 30 went home ate a little food drove to the gym worked out drove to school left school drove to get mom brought mom home went back over rock street to get home went out to 38b to meet somebody to get our car checked had to turn around Go back over Rock Street. Met my friend for the car to see what was wrong uh, with the check engine light. Did that. Drove to the main Endwell school district. Got dad and then came home. Uh-huh. That's like six hours worth of driving today. Wow. And pil- piling up the miles on mom and dad's newer car. I had a full tank of gas in the Impala on Monday and I was completely empty today. Yeah. Cars are the worst. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was uh, fun, quote unquote. 
<laughs> all right. Uh, that's all I have for my week. Uh, Will, you want to talk about what you've been playing? Yeah, I played and beat Far Cry 5. Hey. Yep, yep. Well Can I spoil yeah, this, the end of this game? Do you guys care? No, go ahead. I'm not going to play it anymore, I don't think. I figured most people, have, if they're going to beat it, they're going to beat it. have beaten it by now. I'm the weird exception. The ending of this game's insane. Oh, really? Yeah, so what happens is you kill the three siblings that Joseph Seed has in the different areas. Then you go to take on Joseph Seed. You do the boss fight, and... After you finish the boss fight, a nuke goes off in Montana and blows the area to smithereens. That's the ending of the game. Uh, and your character and Joseph Seed get locked in a bunker together. Oh, really? Yeah, that's how the game ends. Wow. It was so. I've. It was one of the most bizarre. I did not expect that ending in any way. It was incredibly bizarre good game though i really had a lot of fun with it my only complaint with it is i feel like trying to get the resistance point sometimes is a little grindy to be able to kill the sibling in the area um because like faith and john seed are i think thirteen thousand, and that's a lot so like when you're towards the end and you gotta like find hostages that's hard to do because they're just wherever on the map. So you kind of just have to run around a lot. And when you're trying to just like beat the game towards the end there, that's a little annoying. Um, but that's really my only negative other than crafting being gone, but they kind of fixed that in new dawn. So, uh, but that's like really it. I like far cry five a lot. I liked it a lot more than I thought I did. Um, I didn't much care for it when we did our thummies, but I come, came around on it quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Liked that, and I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Origins, too. Um, I've been doing my backlog challenge with my friends, so, like, got back to Assassin's Creed Origins, and that game's fantastic. It's not as good as Odyssey, but that's definitely up there for, in my opinion, probably the second-best Assassin's Creed game. Does it have a Uh, lot of the mythology stuff like uh, Odyssey does? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm more unfamiliar with Egyptian mythology as opposed to... Uh, greek mythology but it's definitely there um there's actually a dlc called curse of the pharaohs and i guess it's pretty heavy on the mythology and like egyptian folklore and stuff like that um so i guess that's a really cool dlc that a a lot of people really liked so i've been working my way through that game like right now like i got to the giza and just like seeing the temples there is just like it's breathtaking Uh um some of the set pieces are right up up on par with odyssey uh it's a really really impressive made game and i really wish i played this the year that it came out because i think the year that it came out it would have been close to contender for game of the year for me i can't remember exactly what i gave uh game of the year that year might have been was 2017 what won our 2017 game of the year does anybody remember breath of the wild 15 but i think it was breath of the wild i don't think breath of the wild ever won yeah breath of the wild won game of the year I don't think it did. Did it not? I don't believe so. Did we give it a Final Fantasy 15 over Breath I of the so. Wild? Yeah. Oh, Final Fantasy 15 came out in 2016. Er... Oh, no, I'm confused. There's no way Breath of the Wild didn't win the year that it did, because that was the year Horizon came out. I don't think it won. I really don't. Odyssey? Mario Odyssey? Yeah. No. No. Can't be. 
the hell did I, we give it to? I don't it, know. It had, I, to have, it had to have won. I don't think we did. <laughs> I don't think it did either. I really don't. It wasn't that long ago, guys. It's like a little over a year ago. Or video game releases 2017. Yeah, I, so I, that is that's not in our document, is it? I think it was Final Fantasy 15. Because last year was Celeste, and Final Fantasy 15 won. 16. Breath of the Wild came out in 17. Yeah, but it came out on. It came out late, but I don't think we docked it that year. Yeah, because I think we I think we had an argument about recency bias with Final Fantasy 15 when when it won Game of the Year. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I'll I'll see if I can uh, you know I'll see if I can find it in our in our games list. Uh, but keep keep talking. Uh, yeah. Wait. So Ooh. I've got the spreadsheet. I'm, Go checking ahead, to, I'm checking to see when Origins came out now, just to be sure, because I think it was 17. Okay, yeah, that was 2017. Uh, so if Breath of the Wild did win, I think it won my game of the year, at least. Uh, I, Origins would probably be two or three on my list. Um, that's how highly I think of this game. I think it's an amazing game, and it's really cool to like see Cleopatra and like see these the sphinxes and stuff like that uh the different set pieces i haven't gotten to memphis yet but i guess a lot of people say getting to memphis the first time is one of the better moments in the assassin's creed game so i'm actually really excited to go there um that's i think after the doing giza so um yeah i'm i'm loving origins a lot i'm actually gonna be play probably play after the podcast that's part of the reason why i'd get more secure time in is because like i got i got grabbed by origin just like the world and like seeing the nile uh, so cool the only thing that docks the game is it's light on rp it's like uh open world rpg but the light form of it whereas odyssey it like fully dives into it so um you definitely when you're playing origins you see the groundwork that was laid for odyssey to be as great of a game as it is so um that's my spiel on that uh I don't think I got. I've played anything else. Okay, Corey, did you find in our uh, Fummies document? No, I had the wrong. Wait a second, I had the wrong document. I can't remember where where it got sent to us at this point, so I don't remember. I goodness, will feel like I would have rioted if Breath of the Wild didn't win Game of the Year that year. Google Sheets, so, Fummies Master Doc, last updated January twenty fourth. 2019. Yeah. Okay. Me and Will covered covered it for a whole episode actually. So 2016, 2017. Is 2017 on there? Please be on there. It's not. Dang. Are you serious? <laughs> Final Fantasy 15 won in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz like I said we had we had the recency bias argument about it. This is gonna so, bother, really bother me. What the hell did we pick? It had to have been because we didn't pick Horizon, right? Well, no, I didn't like very much like Horizon, so I wouldn't. I didn't even have it on my list. I know. Um, Breath of the Wild. I'm looking through Near Automata didn't win. Maybe it was Breath of the Wild. Andromeda didn't win. I had it as my number one. 
I know I did too. Oh, then it must have won if you guys both did, and I probably had it in my top five. Yeah, Eric. I probably, think you and Eric both did. Eric yeah. probably had it in his, his top five. Anyway, yeah, I'm unless, gonna look it up. Unless Eric and I colluded, <laughs> it's always possible. I wish we had an easy way to look. But while you while you guys talk about your stuff, I'll try, man. I'm gonna get the podcast for 300 or not 300 the 2017 thummies and okay, see if I can yeah, find sc- it. yeah scrub to the end and see if you can find it it wasn't horizon was it i don't think no. so i didn't have horizon on my list and i didn't play it it wasn't near no certainly wasn't andromeda the only other game i, ha- I had mario odyssey high i had pyre at like number five pyre pyre one was it pyre yep, yep. really it was pyre because did Eric Eric didn't play Pyre, did he? No, oh. he did not. That's another one that Eric was grumpy over because he didn't he didn't play it, or at least didn't play much of it. I don't remember. I don't think he played but it I, at all. I think he would like it. You really think Pyre won? I know Pyre won. Wow. Okay. I think uh, that was my number uh, one, and you guys had just recently played it, so it was probably higher on your list than it might have been otherwise. Definitely. I know it was my number two. Now that I look back on it, maybe I made it. All right. Well, I'll I'll listen. I'm yeah. Listen. Loading it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I. Pyre. I'm telling you. One hundred percent pyre. Tito, it was episode three thirty-seven. I just found it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, The only thing I played other than uh, a lot of Sekiro was New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe. I don't really have anything to say about it. I'm having some difficulty getting to the end. Uh, I think I'll finish that off and then start a new Switch game. I'm still trying to decide what my next Switch game is going to be. I talked to you guys about it. Um, or maybe I talked to Corey about it mm. last week's episode. Um, thinking about Gris. I'm thinking about uh, uh, Final Fantasy VII. I haven't played that in a very, very long time, so I wouldn't mind playing that. That just came out on Switch either today or yesterday. Um, and then I have a couple things, uh, like... Uh, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker is one I have that I that I need to continue. So, yeah. But what do you have, Corey? What have you been playing? Other than Sekiro, uh, since the last time we spoke, nothing. 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 All right. Nothing at all. All right. Uh, well, I will call up feedback. We may not have I, feedback. Uh, go ahead, Will. I have a report. What's up? It was Breath of the Wild followed by Pyre. Followed by Odyssey. Okay. No. Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Just listen to it. Pyre won. No, Pyre got second. I think think you had Pyre number one. Are you sure Pyre didn't win? Positive. Dan literally just said Breath of the Wild followed by Pyre followed by Odyssey. And you said that's kind of boring. I had, because I have my 2017 Thummies list right here. I had Pyre at five. And I had it at two. I had it at one, I think. So that would have been 11 points. Me and Dan both had Breath of the Wild as one, so that's 12. So unless Breath of the Wild, oh you know, yeah, that would put it over. I still think it's Pyre, Will. Are you 1,000% like without a doubt that's what Dan said, that, that Breath of the Wild is our game of the year? Do you want me to play what Dan just said? Yes, here? please. Yeah, Because I'm still convinced in my head. For game of the year. Uh, I don't need to explain what Game of the Year means. So, 
here we go. Thummy goes to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Knew it. It's fake news. That's kind of boring. This is fair, yeah, yeah, that's fairly expecting to hear. Fairly really? Cool. What'd you think? So that was that. Breath wow. of the Wild. Gosh, I don't think I've ever been so sure of something to just be wrong. I I was positive it was, but you were so convincing, and you have the document that I thought I was wrong. I'm pretty sure Pyre did win some awards, though. Yeah, it cleaned up. That game was awesome. I honestly. Even after listening to the tape, I still think Pyre won. <laughs> Me and Will secretly recorded this on our own. Yeah, what the heck? A later on. This is we, weird. We spliced in clips of you and Eric. This is this goes back to my theory about the fixers. Like, well, it's a, never mind. <laughs> Getting into the weeds there. Basically, the short version is I have this theory that you don't die in your own reality. But if something happens where you do, the fixers come in and clean everything up, but they don't always get it just right. Like, they make mistakes like everybody does at their job, right? And this is one of those instances huh. where, where the version they recreated from in that universe, Breath of the Wild beat Pyre. Interesting. Tell you what, the 2017 games were pretty stacked because it was Breath of the Wild, Pyre, Nier Automata, like, all on that list. Mario like, Odyssey. Mario Odyssey. I love Which Horizon. I love. Yeah. I know you didn't care for Horizon Day, but that's another huge RPG. Persona yeah. 5, none of us even played it. Yeah. You know what would be a fun episode, and we might have talked about it already, is just a look back and like a revision. I mean, not a revision that would actually change what actually won, but just to go through and be like, okay, what would we pick now back in 2011? What would we pick now back in, two, from back in 2012? Yeah, to that's see actually... if any, any of those games aged gracefully or didn't age gracefully from yeah. earlier in the day. Yeah, that's actually that's a good idea, Corey. I really like that idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tito says 2017 and 2018 were great, great years for games. Totally agree. Really, really were. Yeah, 2019 shaping up pretty well too. I mean, yeah. Devil May Cry. I know you guys. I haven't played it yet, but you guys love it. I love Sekiro so far. I mean, even the smaller games I talked about last week, like Sun of the Skies and yeah. Slay the Spire, just <laughs> awesome addictive games. <laughs> Uh, Tito brings up Dragon Age Inquisition being our game of the year. Not my fault. That was a lean, <laughs> that was a lean year for games. That was Eric's fault. That was Dan and Eric's I, fault. I, I picked it. Eric didn't even want it. Hey, to be fair, I've, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I would have, if I had played it as much as I did eventually, I, I probably would have picked it as my game of the year. Yeah, because you, you played it more the, the next year, right? I 100%ed it. I had like 120 some hours in it. Yeah. I think that was the year I went hipster and picked Child of Light. We all go hipster from time to time. Sure. As a big hipster pick. Well, our game of the year from this year was a hipster pick. <laughs> we actually have had a couple hipster picks. But it was nobody's number one, right? Is that the first time? Yeah, I mean, that's that's got it's got to be. Well, no, I guess it could have happened uh, other years if it was nobody nobody's number one necessarily. I don't think well, so. Well, looking back, like, Bioshock was mine and Corey's number one. Corey and I both had Strange. Mike Strange. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. That was my number one, I'm pretty sure. Was yours. Fire was my number one. Yeah, Breath of the Wild both was mine. Fire win, though. <laughs> See? Breath of the Wild was Come mine. <laughs> I think Final Fantasy 15 was my number one in 16. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I still have to actually put a tweet out. I want to tweet the developers and uh, congratulate them on their their award for game of the year. 
from the Filmstick Athlete Podcast. Your yeah. very first tweet, uh, tweet a link to the episode. Yeah, I will. When you do it. Yeah, okay. Uh, I've got a little sidetrack there. Anyway, uh, that's all, all the games, right, that we're, we want to talk about for what we played? Yeah, I think so. Uh, feedback, we don't have any feedback this week um, because I don't think a lot of people knew that we were recording tonight. So uh, if you're listening to this at some point later, we are going to start recording on Wednesdays, Wednesday nights, right, Will? Yeah, it's uh, my fault. No, that's fine because of your work schedule. Um, I you do prefer still prefer Wednesday, don't you, Dan? It doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Um, I, I'm thinking I might do a uh, live stream on Thursday nights, though, if we're recording Wednesday nights. Just because I like to have something go up on Fridays, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I've got a couple, couple things I want to do. So hopefully I can get that started. Um, as for uh, next week's episode, we don't know what we're gonna do yet. I planned on having an extra week with Sekiro, but I don't think my opinion's gonna change that much on it at this point. I think I played enough to get a good feel for it and. Uh, you know, even if I got stuck on a boss, I still I still will feel the same way about the game, I think, right? Yeah, but I don't think my opinions are going to change on it. Yeah, played enough. Played enough to know. Um, yeah, because I'll be able to separate the hardness from the actual quality. Yeah. Same, right, Corey? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Not so sure, are you? No. Okay. Uh, anything else for this week's episode? Yes, Will, you know what else I want you to play? Yeah. Nino Kuni 2. So, funny you say that, Corey. My backlog challenge, have you heard about my backlog challenge? Yes, you sent me your list. Yeah, so Nino Kuni is, in fact, on there, and I will be playing it. Yeah, we I gotta figure know... out how to, how to do some 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 uh, shared streaming. I didn't realize how hard it is to do the shared streaming, because Dan and I want to do the playthrough of all the Pokemon games, and we just don't think we can do it because we don't have the means yeah short of being in the same room like there's really no yeah not, not just that but uh streaming handheld games in general it's not not an easy thing to do turns out it's like that with the, possible. the elgato doesn't that do it no there's no hdmi out on the 3ds there's dongles no no you have, you have how do get, other people do it you have to get a specially modded 3ds and the two people that did it are no longer doing it Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could do it myself, but I'm not, I'm not comfortable with that. Well, we soldering thought, so, yeah, exactly, soldering stuff onto your 3ds and circuit board. No thanks. We well, we we thought about doing like the the ROMs of the games because we own all of them, but they're not. Nintendo took them all down. Yeah, you, so. can, you can't download official Nintendo ROMs anymore. Yeah. So like, my great idea for Pokemon Sword and Shield just got crushed within. Five minutes we could guys... uh someone suggested doing uranium we could do uranium yeah that would be awesome what's the other one prism that's not a bad idea actually yeah, yeah prism Beard... and uranium i think it was beardless that suggested uh uranium do you guys are you guys looking did you say you were looking for nintendo roms yeah you can't you can't you i don't think you can find official ones what do you mean official ones what like is... like nintendo aren't they all unofficial no nintendo games Oh. You like, Sounds you like can get, you can get third party <laughs> Game Boy games, but this might be a conversation off air. Well, no, I've I, never done anything illegal. 
I mean, I used to go to Emu Par- e- Emu Paradise. That's where I got all mine because they never had any like viruses or anything in them. They always ran well, but that they-, they took all their Nintendo stuff down. How's hmm. uh Petey doing? I don't. I haven't visited Petey in a while. Hmm. I wonder if Petey could help. P- Petey Bay. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anything else for this week's episode? Number 401. We breezed through this one. Yeah. Well, we didn't have a lot to talk about for our weeks or uh, obviously no feedback. That's true. But yeah, uh, like I said, from now on, we'll be recording Wednesdays. I'll try to keep people... uh, People posted on that, although it didn't seem like a lot of people got our got our messages through Facebook or, or Twitter. So there's a lot of noise on those places, and Facebook doesn't like it if you don't spend money on their ads, which I refuse to do. So uh, this is probably the best place to get information on us. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Uh, I'll have to work with Corey, too, to get our, our website updated. Uh, yeah, I've been going back and forth with that because I want to... I want to get away from Squarespace and go to WordPress uh-huh. so we can do a lot more with the site. Uh-huh. But uh, when with that, there's a big, well, not a big, but a cost increase. Cost increase, yeah. And I'm just trying to figure out whether I want to I want to pay for it or not. <laughs> I, I hear you. I'm, I'm comfortable with what we spend now. I wouldn't want right. to increase it. A little bit's fine, not not too much. We'll figure it out. So We'll talk about it. Maybe I can... Uh, I'll just cover the difference or something. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Figure it out. Because I could do a lot more on WordPress right. than doing now. Like, well, what what I want, too, is uh, ease. Well, I don't know if you'll get that. <laughs> Moving to WordPress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, we could also do... We could host these podcasts through whatever host we get, too. So you could li- eliminate Libsyn. Um and just use the website to actually host yeah the the podcast files too yeah that's that's beyond my my scope so yeah i just gotta i gotta just sit down and think about it all and figure out like the most affordable and effective way to do it yeah okay that's for another time though yeah um so yeah that'll do it for episode 401 of the thumbstick athletes podcast i'm your host dan um well cory Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.